Good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dairy Human Paradox. I am your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. To all of you, you have my gratitude because you, by being here, by giving this information a chance and, and hopefully applying it, you are directly contributing to the future of our species to mold to to grow and to nurture the the future of humankind and the reason why i say that it's the next stage of evolution is because of the application piece we now today understand ourselves the many mechanisms within us more than we have ever before and more importantly we have the technology to then apply that in numerous circumstances and 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 that is just a beautiful thing right what a fantastic time to be alive so um with that we're gonna go ahead and get into it and this idea of a nutrition revolution so as I just previously stated, when we talk about the nutrition revolution, what is it that what does that even mean? If we can look at the simplicity of both those words, nutrition and revolution by themselves, I mean, they make pretty obvious sense. If I was to go to a search engine and look up nutrition and look up revolution, I think that we would be able to put two and two together. But for us, it means so much more than we have yet to understand. Only within the past 50, 60 years have we truly been able to understand how the alteration of diet and nutrition can directly affect our performance. And if you've been with us for quite some time, you understand that performance to us, to humans, is everything. Human locomotion, our ability to move, is the centerpiece of of everything that we do, right? It's like it's like the top model at a Playboy Mansion, man. It's something that everybody wants to look at. It's what everybody wants to be. It's what we all want to see. It's what we came here for. So when we talk about this idea of locomotion, if we can enhance the locomotion, we can improve our ability to move from point A to point B to point C and so on and so forth, then we can in theory improve every single action that's linked to it. And because in some way we all have something to do with movement, then... <clears throat> This is applicable to everyone. So this episode is is important because this is a subject that applies to everyone. But if we truly try and understand how this is this is this is going to be I mean something that's going to be around forever. When we look back at what nutrition actually meant throughout the years, throughout that, I mean thousands and thousands of years back, right, to the beginning of written history, and we look at how that was approached. Early humans only looked at nutrition as something they needed to survive. In some capacity, <clears throat> they did have intuition, and that could have been in, in some sort of physiological response or it could have been just almost like what they say, the gut feeling. When you really think about it, those are both the, the one and the same. But when they would consume their food, they had ways of understanding if food was good or bad. If it was going to um, enable them to move or if it was going to be more of a hindrance. And that was more so not even the content of the food, but the actual quality of it and the quantity that they consumed. And obviously back then, nutrition and diet and these words that we use so frequently now were 
still obscure. <laughs> it wasn't something that they did uh, to 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 be pleasurable. It was purely functional. And now in modern culture, we've slightly gotten away from that. And by slightly, I like to I like to use the word slightly because it doesn't lump everyone in the same category. But in truth, there's a significant portion of us that have gotten away from this idea of nutrition being for function and not for pleasure. And <clears throat> if we look at how humans uh, approach our diet, right, we focus more on it for the palate. We focus more on pleasure. It is, it, if it doesn't taste good or if it doesn't make you feel good or if it doesn't smell amazing, it's almost like you don't even want to eat it. And that is, is where we essentially stab ourselves in the back as opposed to our ancestors, because many of these foods are designed to be pleasurable, not to be functional. <clears throat> So when we look at the nutrition revolution, it is rewiring uh, our, our, our current system uh, and reprogramming our hardware to understand that there can be a mix of the two, pleasure and function, but more importantly, the emphasis on function because the human body is synonymous with a machine so you can put different kinds of fuel into it but some fuels are going to improve its performance more than others will it still get from point a to point b for some fuels if you're lucky <clears throat> but others it's to focus more on efficiency so when we really look at the simplicity of nutrition what does that mean why is it so confusing as most things we say, it can be simple. We must first understand that functionality is a core component of optimal efficiency of the human machine. That means the things that we consume, regardless of who you are, to be human is to provide it with nutrients that are going to enable it to function better. So <clears throat> this is not to dive into the specifics of any one dietary pattern this is not to negate any any chain of, of food distributors or restaurants or or any large conglomerates of food or anything like that what i want to truly um, push home for everyone out there that may be listening for someone who may be struggling with nutrition or someone who's just keeping an open mind and wants to try to understand the perspective is that our diet is first and foremost the most important thing about us what you eat is what you will become if you eat snacks cakes cookies processed foods consistently what you put in is what is going to come out so pour fuel in pour performance out and i already know <laughs> then I'm going to get some comments or some questions or, or, you know, some perspectives that say, well, it's different for everyone. And in that regard, you would be absolutely correct. It is different for everyone, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a foundation. And besides just the basic foundation of macronutrients, right? We know that the human body thrives off carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, which are further broken down into things that we can use for different processes throughout the body. That's the foundation, 
So we know that one access of one is not good. We know that completely limiting one over the other is not good. If we thrive off carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, the key word is balance. The key word is moderation. The key word is selection. I just gave you three key words that we're going to talk about in in a couple more uh, in a couple more episodes, but balance, moderation and selection, okay? Three key components of really understanding what that foundation is. And though it is individual specific, <clears throat> you cannot rewire your physiology to not function off specific macro and micronutrients. It's just not possible unless you begin to remove certain organs and replace them with other things. But, you know, at that point, it's it's, well, what are we what are we even doing? Okay, so if someone out there wanted to really understand and begin to master their specific nutrition, and I think in some regards they call it precision nutrition. First, we have to look at what it is that you want to do. And this is something that we talked about many times in previous episodes, and that is establishing a goal. Now, because goals can be specific to the individual, let's look at the foundation of the primary goal that we spoke of, and that is to improve movement, to improve, enable, and propel, if you will, human locomotion. And based on those three ingredients that we just talked about, those three macronutrients, having a, a, a proper balance of them all is, is what's going to do that. And there are so many different aspects that we can talk about, but there's just not enough time to talk about all of them. And I didn't think this was going to be a two-part episode, but I'm pretty sure it is now. But one thing I, I just want to say as we kind of bridge the science and the philosophy understand that once upon a time movement was based on survival and our movement our ability to move is what is what enabled us to get our food it what it's what enabled us to not become food and because of this we had to constantly be on the move we didn't have an option to be sedentary but now that option is very prevalent in it goes against our hardwired evolution. And in order to prevent that from getting worse, we must become part of the nutrition revolution. And that is simply recognizing that though it is possible to live a sedentary lifestyle, it has not changed our physiology. It has not changed the need to keep moving. It has not changed the way that the body is going to understand, digest, reproduce, and distribute the nutrients that go inside of it. If movement is not coupled with the consumption of nutrients, then death will ensue much faster than we want it to. But with that, because we're going to talk about it more in the next episode, stay durable, my friends.